Hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. We've spent the past six weeks talking about some foundational scriptures that show us how to do that, how to become Jesus people. We've looked at the Beatitudes found in Matthew chapter 5. My friend Pastor Scott and I, we split that one up because it's so robust. It comes from the great Sermon on the Mount. We talked about the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, Pastor Dallas talked about Peter's list of the characteristics of an effective and productive life from 2 Peter chapter 1. And then I'm going to talk about Paul's definition and description of love from 1 Corinthians 13. That's what I'm going to talk about today, that last one in part six of our series, Becoming Jesus People. Hey, hi, welcome to Chew on That. Uh, my name is Scott Eastwood. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church here in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into and uh, start poking around the most recent sermon from the most current sermon series happening at Life Church. And in this case, that happens to be part six of Becoming Jesus People, taught by our friend, uh, Pastor Sean Hennessy. Joining me today is my very f- special favorite friend, Keith Archiquette. How are you doing today, Keith? Good, sir. Thank you for having me is again. Is this two in a row? It's not two in a row, is it? It feels like it's two in a row. I can't remember who was last week if it wasn't you. I, I don't remember either. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, then I'm glad that you're back. Hey, thanks, In fact, man. we've recently come to an idea that maybe like you, I, and our friend Nancy maybe could swap off hosting shoe on that just to get different voices in here. I think I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it, it should decrease your workload significantly. Well, I don't know about that, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like it'll be nice to, it'll be nice to, I don't know, like have different voices in here. And Yeah, well, I, if, I, if I can be as, as honest and transparent as I can, the bass in your voice and the timbre of it, and mm. it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I actually think that because I was on that mic yesterday, uh, I think that one's like EQ'd a little differently because oh. I don't sound as good over here. You know? I, I was just thinking I don't sound as good as I normally do. Like I'm keep I keep looking for my bass and I don't know where it is. I no, like- no, you sound you sound aces, my friend. Aces. Uh, I sound a little tinny over here, I think. Oh, weird. Uh, maybe someone in post-production could fix that. I don't. I'm just kidding. There's no post-production. <laughs> we do it all right here. Anyway, so we're talking uh, in this sermon series, I'm Becoming Jesus People. And I, I don't know about you, Keith, but I've just loved it. I've loved this chance for uh, our staff, our teachers, to point out how the Bible is, I mean, especially the Gospels and the letters from Paul are like very explicit on what it takes to be more like Jesus. And like, that's all we should be really focusing on. And we don't need to get caught up in a bunch of other stuff that, you know, are small rocks of importance, but they're still small rocks. The big rocks I feel like are who Jesus is to us and what that means for us in our salvation, but then also how we should spend the rest of our time trying to figure out how to be more like him. And so I love this series uh, in that way. Yeah. It's uh, this series is uh, intimidating. If you actually like take it at name value, Mm, um, yeah. so, I mean, am I worthy enough, you know, to, to even compete to become a Jesus person? Right. Um, and Jesus sets a very high standard, you know, and m- what I do like about, about this particular, uh, sermon part mm. six of it, um, he, 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 he's going to rattle off a lot about, about love. Yeah. And, uh, that's really the foundation of being a Jesus person. Uh, he, he puts it very simple. Like do this, do this, do this, do right, this, right. and so if you listen to it, you're like, why? I don't know if I can't do that all the time. Yeah, right. Can't yeah. do that all the time. But it's 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 simple, but not always easy. Yeah, that's right. It. So I'm really excited to uh, to talk about about part six. Here. Yeah, I love that. Let's jump in and uh, and we'll get started. 
frustrated with their spiritual immaturity, Paul pressed them with the truth. And, and he begins his letter with love and gratitude. And he does that because gratitude is a great deterrent to frustration. Anytime that you live your life in frustration, it'll be helpful for you to focus on the things that you have to be thankful for. But he also understood that love isn't just compromise. Sometimes love requires confrontation. Yeah, I, I feel like if you if you really dig into Paul's letters, you'll find that confrontation is one thing he doesn't avoid. You know, like I feel like he's he's ready to like question people, you know, on what their intentions are or, you know, on what their motivations are. And uh, and like I love that. And that's and that's first century churches, right? Sometimes we think that, you know, we're in the twenty first century and we've got divisions so because we're so far removed from Christ. We're so far removed, you know, chronologically from Christ. And like they were having the same troubles in the first churches, like the very first churches. They were still having troubles with division or arguments or, you know, who's better than who or who's more important than who or who we should listen to and who we shouldn't. And so uh, I love that Paul made those corrections because I feel like they still apply to us today. Well, they apply today almost uh, as at least as much, yeah. right? So yeah. like you said it, the first churches, did we expect the first churches to hit it out of the park right away? Yeah. You know, that's, even though they were the closest in, uh, in um, time, time from right. when Jesus was on earth, uh, in a lot of respects, they, they were, probably the most blind about it because mm. they were creating something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They were creating something from a mold that they had previously uh, that was, that was rather broken. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they swung and they miss, swung and they miss close swing and a miss. Yeah. Um, and so as we go, what, 2000 plus years later, right. Um, we just have, we just have time uh, on our side. Yeah. Right. We have uh, experiences on our side. Um, but yeah, it is as applicable today um, than it ever was. And again, that's, is that, is that encouraging or, or deflating that yeah. it's 2000 years and we still, I mean, you yeah. know, we're still missing it. And here. it's been, and it's been 2000 years of, of difference, right? It's been like yeah. of people like, you know, picking fights or having problems. Like right now, our most current thing, right? It's probably, you know, COVID and then the, the re-emergence of COVID or the Delta or whatever you want to talk about. But like, I, it's funny because I was just thinking about the other day and I had forgotten which color believes which way about COVID and if I should get a vaccine or not. Like I knew that masks, I knew the color of that, but I forgot which one. And so that just, so I'm deciding about, not deciding about stuff, but I'm thinking about stuff and regarding a topic based on the difference between the red or the blue way of looking at it. And like, I, like I hate that. I don't know if this, um, if this is helpful I don't know which is which. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I, and ignorance, you can call it. Um, right. I, I guess I've just never really found a, a large purpose in my, yeah. in my personal I couldn't tell life. you which one was right, right or which one was blue either. I couldn't tell you which. I just which, mean, I know that there's two primary differences. I know there is. I know there is two. Right, I know yeah. there is two. And I know that, like, I'm pretty sure that there's, like, the, the stations are. Of the cross? Not of the cross, of the television. Oh. Um, <laughs> I hear that those are, like, lean one. And. I couldn't for the life of you. I could guess. I think I could guess. Yeah. And I might get one right, but I really, I have like what? One in three chance. Right. Um, I don't really, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people as it swings back to this question or this, that statement, um, 
use it as an excuse for confrontation. Yeah. Right. I, I, when I, when I, so I've heard the, I've heard the message several times. I was in the creation process of, right. of making the video. Um, that line stuck out to me that it stuck out to me, uh, you know, cause I, I, I immediately thought of, you know, social media is what it is. Right. I don't really do it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't find a, I don't know. It doesn't fill my cup mm-hmm. when I'm on social media. I see people I love because I'm friends with these people, friends, on the social media and they are active parts of my life, but I see them a lot of times just acting silly, yeah, acting embarrassing. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really venture in the social media too much. It's, I go there for like movie reviews, if I can be truthful mm-hmm. and birthdays. So if I'll go on and I'll see, Oh, whose birthday is next few days. Yeah. Cool. 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 I got to remember, got to remember to reach out to that person. Right. Social media though, in, in regards for everything else in my life, if it's not like finding a movie review or a television show review, um, almost useless. But I, when I'm there, I notice that a lot of people are very vocal. A lot of people seem like they're angry. Yeah. Right. And they feel justified. It almost looks like because of this, that, or, 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 or everything else. Right. Yeah. I, I mean like, you know, certainly social media is a touch point of like where we can express our opinions or, right. you know, but like, I mean, it's the same conversations that would happen in barbershops, the same conversations that would happen. I, I, don't, I don't know if they would. I, I mean, mean I, th- I mean, I think, I think social media has definitely, people have definitely forgot what it feels like to get punched in the face, Yeah, you know, with how, with, with, with what they say on social right. media. Cause like, if you do that, if you speak like that in a barbershop, you're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, social I, media I has, meant, yeah. has definitely, has definitely uh, enabled people to say things that they normally wouldn't yeah, say. Magnified maybe. Right, right. right yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just saying, you know, I feel like as a, as a race, I wonder if we're just always looking for an opponent. Like we're always looking for someone that mm. we could be against. Yeah. Right? That, or, and then mad when there's not more people for us. Like I feel like that's just, and so that too gets magnified on social media, right? Where we're just like, I want to be against something and I want everyone to know what I'm against so you all know. And if I'm making you mad, that makes it even better for me. If I can make you yeah. mad because of my position, then I'm happier. I'm not happy just having my own opinion. I need to share my opinion and I need, and I like it when you're mad or you want to fight me about right. it. So, so yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's, I, I think, I, I, I agree with what you just said. I, I truly believe that that's the case um, in regards to like what, what I felt like when I heard that statement is like, are we, are we like misconstruing like to be confrontational like, like we're, like we're the, we're trying to prove something like we're right. 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 And, and that, when I thought of, when I, when I heard that and, and I thought about like, gosh, there's so many people that are confrontational for the sake of being confrontational. Yes. Um, that that's just, that's sad. Yeah. That's like, that's sad. So I, I it reminded me that I, sh- I shouldn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm really a non-confrontational person by nature, but I don't want to, to confuse confrontation, like trying to lift somebody up mm-hmm. in confrontation with trying to prove that I'm right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's your intent, right? It's like this, right. you know, I'm not trying to make you lose. I'm not trying to make right. me win. I'm trying to make you admit you're wrong. Right. You know, I'm and, that's, to- and that's what I think Paul was doing. Paul yeah. was just saying, Hey guys, this is almost kind of like what we're saying right now about social media. Like this is just a little bit screwed up. Right. 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 And, and he definitely, confronted people with the aspect of, no, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are doing it. You're, you're missing it. Yeah. You think you're doing it, but you're missing it. Right. Th- this isn't the point. 
this is. Right. right. In love. Yeah, yeah. I totally dig that. I think you're I think you're 100% correct. And by the time Paul had unfolded this long argument, he'd made it really plain that no man could discover God by the way of wisdom, by the way of knowledge, by the way of opinion, by the way of intellect. Yeah, this came on the tail end uh, for him talking about, I think it was like he was talking about like our place in the world and just how small we really are on a really small planet at a really small place in time. You know what I mean? Like, and so this idea that somehow we could get our heads completely around all of it and, and be able to function based on our own knowledge or our own wisdom, or our own intellect, you know, that we're mistaken. We can never, we'll never know that, you know? And sometimes I feel like I try to, because I, I want to like, I feel like I want to defend God. You know, like, I feel like I want to, you know, I mean, that's apologetics and, but I feel like I, like, oh, I wish I knew more. I wish I had more intelligence, but then I think that's not my skill set. That's not my gift, right? My gift is to, is to, is to love like, uh, immeasurably to love unreasonably, you know? And that's, I mean, I'll, I can do that. You know, I'll, I'll never be smart enough to be able to defend God, but I can live a life that shines a light or reflects light back at him, you know? Um, but I'm never going to get there by intelligence. I'm never going to get there by my opinions. So this kind of like comes off of our last conversation, right? Like opinions aren't going to get us anywhere. And as it was opinions that Paul was talking about, like, why does it matter if you think that Peter's better than Paul or Paul's better than Apollos or Apollos is better than Paul or like, it doesn't matter. That's, none of that matters. It's not about us. It's about him, you know? And sometimes we just, we want to control everything. We want to be able to understand it, get our heads around it and be able to control it. Yeah. And yeah, that's beautiful, man. Um, that's completely not what I heard in that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, but I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, you know, for, for what, for what being on the show is, I get 30 minutes with a pastor right. to hear their take on it. Right. Mm. And that's, um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to like depreciate the value of that. Yeah. Right? No, no, that's cool. And so that's why I, I, I love hearing that. Um, but tell me what you heard. I heard the most simplest of it all. Like y- you can find knowledge. You can f- try to find wisdom through all aspects, but you're not going to, that's not going to, you're not, you're not going to ultimately find God. You're not going to ultimately get there. And the only way to get there is through the sun. Right. And so I, I heard all those things on, well, you know, you can try this you can try that, 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 but that's not going to, that's not going to bring you to God, mm. bring you to God is Christ. Yeah. And so it, it simplified everything. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't, I mean, I'm an educated man. You're an educated man. Yep. You know, you, you just, you've just concluded a, right. a, yeah. a great milestone <laughs> um, in education and congratulations. But like, no matter how much, how many classes we pass, um, that's not going to get us there. No. You're right. No, no, no matter how, how wise, how many people we seek out to gather wise advice, that even won't get us there either. Right. You know? Love by itself wouldn't get us there. Right. It'll get us close. It'll probably get us closer than anything else. But the only way to get there, to get to the Father, is through the Son. And that's just simple. Yeah. That's that's the simplest. That's the simplest. I don't have to be anything other than that. Right. And it, and it I mean, I know it sounds like I'm being flippant, but like, 
you know, close, you know, only applies to horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Right, for sure. And so, like, even if, like, if you had to pick one thing that you could do, you're right. I feel like love would probably get us closest to what it would look like, you know, mm-hmm. to be a Jesus person, right? I mean, you could try to be smart enough to be a Jesus person. You could try to be good enough, not... Charismatic you know, enough? Right, charismatic enough. You could. I mean, there's a bunch of things you could try to be that would get you close. But again, you know, it's not horseshoes or hand grenades. So this is a completely different thing. There's only one thing. Yeah. There's only one way. And so everything else you try or you do are going to come back void. They're going to be, you know, irrelevant, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Now you, those things are beautiful in their support of that one thing. And that, in that, you know, accepting Jesus Christ to be the, you know, the, the, the centerpiece, the, 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 the everything to your life and everything comes off of that. All those things are so, beautiful support of that but all those things are just not enough to say that you know i'm there or that i get a ticket to ride right yeah so yeah it's but we're we're proud for proud for proud for proud prideful we're proud and prideful people i kept getting those two things confused and uh, mixed up so but i mean so we want to do it we like it when we can do it ourselves we've always been told you know do it for yourself then you can be proud and so it's hard for us in our faith to say i can't do it so every you know when you think about the high church model of like you know like having merit badges and and checklists that you can check off saying look what i've accomplished i've accomplished redemption and and sanctification by my acts and now i'll get to heaven because of what i've done and like boy if there's one thing that jesus was confrontational about it was a, it was dudes and dudettes that thought right that they could that they could accomplish it themselves you know that that thought that it was because of their righteousness or because of their their piety that that that's what that's what how it got accomplished and like i don't think jesus called like that very much you know He reminds them that he's not anxious for his own advantage, but for the advantage of everyone else so that they might be saved. He brings them back to unity, saying, some of you are Jews, I get it. Some of you are Gentiles, some of you are slaves, and some of you are free. And some of the Jews, they thought that they were superior to the Gentiles, and some of the Gentiles thought that they were superior to some of the Jews. But we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share that same spirit. He's saying even though we're different parts of the body, we all have a necessary role and we all have individual gifts, whether that be wisdom or knowledge, faith or healing, miracles or prophecy, speaking in tongues or interpreting tongues. We're all different, but we all need each other. Well, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a humbler. Um, yeah. That's a humbler. Um, uh, going back to our previous uh, statements, I mean, you can you can be really smart, you know, but uh, you need everyone else. Yeah, you know the the whole the whole pie is is uh, built with all of its elements. You know, um, I personally I can't build anything to save my life. Mm. Um, I, 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 you know, I've, I've even quit trying cause it's just, it's obvious. I'm not a carpenter. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've always joked around, but I have one of the most useless skills on, uh, on this earth and I can play dozens of instruments. Yes. Right. Um, so 
I need carpenters and I hope that carpenters need musicians. Yeah. Um, we're all part of the, we're part of the one body, you know? Uh, if, if I, if I'm just this small little part of this finger, right. But if, 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 if I'm not there, the body will take notice, you know? Yep. And we all have our talents. We all have our skill sets. We all have, uh, there are a lot of times where when something goes wrong in my house, I really wish I was, that that's what I was good at. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. And, um, I've long since passed the anger part of it that, oh gosh, I'm so terrible at this. But how come I can like pick up like an instrument and just know how to play it, mm. you know? And so <laughs> I've long since passed the point of being frustrated about that, um, you know, but that is completely true and accurate with that statement that um, we all have our talents. We all have, God has designed us and built us for one, for one beautiful purpose, right? And the sooner you can learn your purpose, um, your, your skill set that, that God gave you, and then you can use it towards man in the kingdom. Right. Um, that's when the rewards are going to come out. Yeah. As I think through the, you know, we were having a conversation. I, I stopped at one of our tables last night at Life Church downtown where we um, do it a little bit different downtown. We, you know, we have a meal together and then we sit at those tables for the message and then talk about the message afterwards. And I, I just really love that. I love that hearing other people's perspectives. So it's kind of like chewing that with like six other people. And so um, we were having a conversation about that and someone was talking about this this particular passage. And I was trying to think of like what the most useless part of the human body was, right? Because I felt like I needed to say, oh, I'm the blank, right? Whatever the most useless part of the body is. And so I said the appendix. And so I don't really know if the appendix has a purpose. Like, I feel like you can get your appendix out and it's not that big of a deal, but you can get your tonsils out too. Like, and you can get your gallbladder out now. That's, I feel like that's a new thing. I'm pretty, I think that the appendix was, it, it, it was used, it was helped in digestion for mm. when, uh, long time ago when food wasn't really that clean, oh. uh, it could help process rocks and stuff. Oh, no. Kidding. I could be completely wrong. Hmm. If there's a doctor listening and they say, no, the appendix, yeah. but I was, I was my, like a stomach telling my, weirdly enough, my stomach's telling me yeah. that I think that that's what the appendix was used for. And since would it food, just fill up with rocks then? and, and, and food that just got cleaner and better for us, it was oh. just not needed as frequently. Interesting. Why do you suppose we don't need our gallbladders anymore? It seems like a gallbladder is kind of a pretty, pretty, pretty big deal, but like people are just having their gallbladders removed all the time. Yeah. Anyway, it's not important. My point is, is there's nothing useless in the whole body. And so like the, you know, your eyelashes, you know, while like not as superstar as our brain or as our thumbs, right? Like there's no piece that's less important. And so it might be more, popular or it might be more visible, but it doesn't make it any more important. And so when I think about the body of Christ and like, and there's a, the entire body of Christ, which is all of us, all the children of God, all the kingdom of heaven, but then like in our church communities, that's also a body of Christ. And so like, um, like in that way, like it takes thumbs and pointer fingers and middle fingers uh, I call them that swear finger. Did you call it a swear finger when no. you were kid? Oh yeah, it was no. a swear finger. Anyway, then your ring finger and your pinky. Like it, it took all that, right? And all the toes. Like I don't even know why there is a baby toe, but the baby toe is like a really important for balance or something. I don't know. And so, it takes all those parts of the body to make the body a functional piece, right? And when one's broken, when one's inhibited, 
right? Then that has an effect on everybody. It's like it's like when you hurt your knee, and so like you kind of start walking different, and now that affects the other knee. Plus, it affects your back, and it affects these other things. And so, when we talk about this body, this you know, the body of the church, there's no piece more or less important. There's no sneeches with stars upon ours. Like they're they're all important. And so, for us to try to diminish our role, I don't know. That's stupid. Like we shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. I don't think you. I've ever heard you do that. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. you do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I wish you'd stop doing that. Well, you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's listen to. The I don't even remember you. No, wait a minute. I remember this. I remember this vividly. <laughs> you should stop. <laughs> super funny. He reminds him that he's not anxious for his own advantage, but for the advantage of everyone else, so that they might be saved. He brings them back to unity, saying, some of you are Jews, I get it. Some of you are Gentiles, some of you are slaves, and some of you are free. And some of the Jews, they thought that they were superior. To hey, I think we already talked about that one. How about if we listen to the next one? Come on, Scott. Let's just listen to the next one. <laughs> See? Now you're talking bad about me. I like it better when you're talking bad about yourself. <laughs> And I think he leaned back and he contemplated, how is it that I describe this love that is unique to these people who have dedicated their lives, who have centered their lives around who Jesus really was? And I think he thought of the many qualities that he had experienced in Jesus, that Jesus, he was patient and kind, never jealous, not possessive. He, he envied no one. He wasn't boastful or anxious to impress. He, he was never arrogant, proud, rude, or discourteous. He didn't insist on his own way, pursue selfish advantage, or claim his own rights. I mean, that's evidenced in his willingness to receive the cross. He wasn't touchy, irritable, or quick to take offense. He didn't brood on injuries, bear a grudge, show resentment, gloat over people's sins, or condone injustice. Instead, he loved goodness. He always took part in the truth. He, he was slow to expose and could overlook people's faults. There was no limit to his endurance, no end to his willingness to trust, and no diminishing his hope. I mean, talk about that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I feel like we, we hear though, that thing about love is patient, love is kind, that whole thing. I feel like we hear that so often every Saturday, if you happen to be a wedding photographer like me. <laughs> That like you almost like forget about it. Like you almost like don't even think about it for a second. But like, like find a different version of the Bible for a moment. Like maybe the message or the international children's Bible or something. Just like reread that, not in the way that you've just come to know it. Like you just have come to remember it because there's a lot there about how this whole thing is supposed to work and how the whole thing was shown to us by Jesus. So when we wear bracelets called WWJD or when we have sermon series called Becoming Jesus People, like this is what we're talking about. Like this is like these are the things that Jesus was. And so we're never going to get all the way there. We're never going to be perfect in those things, but I should always be striving for it and I should never look the opposite of it. It should never be apparent to me that I'm the opposite of that. And so if you if you go back and re-listen to that sound clip and think I can never be whatever the opposite of this thing is. It's really worth evaluating because if you're just going through life, just continuing to react, you know, and thinking that you're figuring it out, just trying to be a good person, you're missing it. You're missing it completely. Yeah. I, I, I find it like super interesting that of, of all the passages in the Bible, right. That that's like been like proclaimed like the wedding one. Yeah. Right. Like if you go to a wedding, you are going to hear that passage yes. like 99% of the time. 
And um, I've had I've had truly a, a awesome awesome opportunities to to marry people. Yep. And um, and when we when we talk about that prior to uh, the wedding, um, I, I remind them where that scripture is, uh, where that passage is in the scriptures. You know where mm-hmm. that. I think a lot of times people fall in the, the idea that that's how, well, that's how I'm supposed to treat my, my wife or yeah. my husband. And like Paul was writing that like, no, 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 guys, guys, this is like just bare minimum. Right. Like this is like, this isn't like above and beyond. Right. This is like just how you treat your neighbor. Yeah. Like how you treat the person down the street, how you everybody. treat everybody, yeah. not how you treat your spouse. Yeah. Your most special, special person in the whole world. Like this right. is what you reserve just for your most special nope. person. Nope. nope. He, he was, he was writing this in a, in a point of like, kind of like slapping people like, yeah, nah, you're, you're missing it. This is how, this is how you treat everybody. And, and I, when, when I marry somebody, I, I go over the, this isn't the, this isn't like this isn't like how you're just supposed to treat each other. This is the bare minimum for how you treat humanity. So how you treat each other has to be even more, right? Because you have a special bond where, where one stops and the other begins. We, yeah. you, you, you can't tell. Right. Right. So I, I think it's really interesting that, that that lands where it is in, in, uh, in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches every single yeah. weekend in America that right. the real passage is like, no, 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 no. This is how you treat everybody, guys, and that's and it, so maybe it's a little more simpler when it's your spouse, right? Like, oh, I'm probably not going to be like this 100 percent of the time, but but gosh darn it, I'm going to really try with that person. Yeah. And no, guys, it's 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 overwhelming to think about treating everyone like that because you're probably never going to be perfect at that, right? Right? Like you're never perfect with your spouse with that, but gosh, that mentality needs to be inflicted in all all things you do. So when I think about our earlier conversation about always us always looking for an opponent, we always want to find, you know, the people that we disagree with and then like make them feel stupid for it or make them, you know, whatever. Like that's what we want to do. That's what we aim to do. So every time, going back to social media, every time you post something, calling someone an idiot or calling some thought an idiot or some belief an idiot, like you're doing the exact opposite of what Paul's telling us is this is the bare minimum of what we all need to be doing. Right, correct. Like this is the minimum. Right. And so you're not meeting that. And so especially if you call yourself a Jesus person, bro, stop arguing with people. Stop running around with your political sign on the back of your car, even though politics has been over for two years or whatever. Like, stop doing that because you're just trying to pick a fight. And if you're trying to pick a fight, you're not living up to the most basic thing that Paul said. This is what agape, this is what love is. Right, it does not boast. It does not like. It's like there's a yeah. like. Go read that, man. Right. Every time you want to buy a new sticker or a new shirt or a new stupid hat, read this verse or these verses and say, mm-hmm. "Am I doing this?" Because if you're not doing that, like Jesus is super disappointed, mm-hmm. man. And as far as I've been taught by my friend Pastor Sean, if I'm disappointing God, I'm sinning against God. Like if I'm disappointing God, if I, there's things that I'm doing that are disappointing to God, there's things that I'm doing that are sinning. And so it might not be like stealing Kit Kats or, you know, knifing somebody, but it gets a sin and it's ugly and it disappoints him. And so I think about all these things that we do, where we're just always trying to pick a fight. Like, why can't we just stop picking fights? Well, is it, is it, is it more or less than stealing Kit Kats or knifing somebody, you know, the, the tongue's the, the, the most violent weapon you can, you have on you. Right. So you're saying it might be worse than Kit Kats. I, well, I mean, the heart, the heart is judged, right? Kit Kats when they're frozen, that's something special. 
Like, little, like little fun super facts. snaps. I don't like chocolate. Yeah, well, this is why we're not best friends and we're well, just like okay I, friends. I like fruit a lot. Yeah, well, again, so, we, but just, then again, like frozen strawberries. Oh. That's probably how you think a frozen Kit Kat is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think about frozen fruit. Like maybe frozen grapes, like I guess. Use, like use a frozen strawberry like as an ice cube in uh, like a fruit yeah. like a fruit juice. Yeah. Oh. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I like strawberries like if you smoosh them all up and then put some sugar in it and then pour it on top of ice cream. <laughs> now we're <laughs> But anyway, like we're saying. <laughs> yes, Kit Kats. Anyway, so I just feel like I don't know, like you gotta stop. You can't be both. You might think that you're being like this super great Christian who's also a super great patriot, who's also a super great uh conservative. Like you might think that those things are intertwined and you got to unintertwine them in your, sorry, this is me. This is not the opinions and beliefs necessary of life church and life church leadership or anything. This is my opinion. I'm not supposed to share my opinion, but I just feel like you can't keep those things intertwined. They're not, they're not intertwined. Your faith, your politics, your, I mean, they're not intertwined. And so stop doing that. Stop thinking you're being a great Christian by being a great, whatever that color is or whatever that animal is or whatever. Like you're not, you're not. You're not. And so if, if you if all you're doing to make a difference in the world is like expressing your differences and your opinions and your, your crap, if that's the only way that you think that you're going to change the world, you are failing that the only way to really change the world is by loving the world is by agape, the kind of agape that Paul's talking about here. That's how you change the world. You don't change the world by wearing a stupid hat or a stupid t-shirt or making stupid posts about people. Like you make a change by loving someone that's unlovable, like by loving somebody that doesn't know love, like loving someone that's never been seen or never been heard. That's how you make a difference. And if you think I'm lying, you can look in the Bible and you can email me if you think I've got it wrong. It's scott at lifechurchgreenbay.com. Write me all the emails you want, right? And we'll talk about it. But I know for sure that if I'm trying to be more like Jesus, I need to love like Jesus did. I can, I, I, I can only like, I can only like imagine how the world would be if... Uh, if everyone had the the same intensity and same drive, uh, that one would have tearing someone down on social media and yeah. used it to Gosh. like bring someone up at the you grocery even imagine. store. I had a this this happened yesterday. I was I was going grocery shopping and um, and I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm like a, a courteous person when I when I I attended bar for when I was in college and um the the statement oh sir is my dad you don't have to call me sir but I just call him sir because I mean what human being. Would, if I'm going to get yelled at for calling somebody sir or ma'am or miss, um, I'll take it. Yeah. Right. So I was at the grocery store and, and I was in the checkout and I said, Hey, hi ma'am. How are you? And I'm smiling and asking, asking this, not the same questions back, but like she asked me how I was, how's the weather? Weather's really good. When are you, you going to go enjoy it when you're done with work here? Oh, I hope so. And we had a cool conversation. Right. Yep. And, um, and I like to do that like whenever I'm at a store and then the lady that was bagging up the groceries was a combo. Um, she goes, your bags are all here and you have really polite manners. And, and I thought that like, that's been one of the best compliments I've yeah. gotten in gosh, a long time. Like I was very polite with nice manners, you know? Yeah. And I just wonder like, if we all strove for that, like we go to target, we go to pick and save or festival or something. And like, that's what we want. We want to like leave and the people around us to be like, well, that person was noticeably different. I, that's like, that's being a Jesus person, right? Yeah. That's like, that's not swinging and missing. Right. That's nailing it right out of the park. Right. And do I do it? Can I do it all the time? I don't know, but I can probably do it for the next five minutes. Right. Right. And if I think about it, when I leave here and go home, I could probably do it, you know, at home 
and I can probably do it with my neighbors. Right. And just a, just a little small wins at a time. Right. Yep. I wonder, I wonder like, are, is, are, are we that doomed? Like as, as a nation, are we that doomed as a civilization that, gosh, we can't just all just try just a little bit better. Right. And like, I don't like fighting with people. I'm mean, it's, it's like against my biology. I just right. don't like confrontation. And that sometimes sucks. That sometimes doesn't land great in some circumstances. Right. But truthfully speaking, in like 99 of the other circumstances, it's really good. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because instead of conf- confronting and, and being confrontational, I can just smile and be polite. Right. And just ask an honest question. I feel like it's, I feel like it's important because I should know this and I don't think I should know it because I'm a pastor and I don't because I, 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 I don't. And so either Jesus or Paul or Shakespeare, I'm just kidding. It was either Jesus or Paul said that they'll know that you are followers of Christ by how you love, mm-hmm. never by how right you are, right. never by like, how you vote, never by what you drive, never by right. where you work, never by, you know, like, if you have a vaccination card or not, if you're, that's not how like people will know that you're Christians. Jesus said specifically, I think it was Jesus that you, that you follow me because of your love. Like it has nothing to do with anything else. And this is the agape love that we're talking about. Agape love means a bunch of stuff, but it specifically means for me anyway, it means a love that you give as Sean alluded to in his sermon that you give charitably, meaning that you give without any expectation of recompense or, you know, a payback or, you know, some kind of in kind, right. That you just give that kind of love just, you know, recklessly and willingly and with no strings attached, that's agape love. And so if you're not doing that, you know, in your marriage, right. Some people have that even in their marriages. Like they don't, they don't have like that kind of love that they just give, like they're giving because they have a, a big accounting book of debits and credits in their mind and they're, keep account of how many times they've taken out the trash, how many times they do the dishes or the laundry or mow the lawn or take care of the kids. And so if you're, if you're loving that way, whether it's in your relationship or whether it's with the coworker that's in the cube next to you, if you're keeping track of things and like you're only loving according to how much you feel loved or how much, then you've got it all wrong. And so that the kind of love that God's talking about, the kind of love that Jesus talks about when he'll know that we are Christians, that we'll know that we follow Jesus is by the way that we love them. It's got to look like this. It's got to look like this. And so it looks like you at the, at the grocery store, right? It looks like you just being kind. Like you're not, you didn't do anything extra. You didn't buy your groceries or anything, you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to diminish what you've done, but I'm just saying like, it's not like, you know, it reminded me of a story. I don't know if I told this already, but I was at a wedding last weekend shooting and there was this dad there and uh, he had a 12 year old daughter there, his wife. And then he had like a seven year old son who was like uh, severely uh, developmentally disabled. Like we spent the whole day in the chair until they got to the dance at the reception. At which point he put on like this giant, like, uh, like baby carrier, like what are they called? Snuggly, like a giant snuggly, except for a seven year old kid. And he like danced the whole night, Keith, with this kid hanging off the front of him. And he would like spin his legs and he'd toss his hair and he'd put his arms up in the air. And he just like, and I'm like, I got to tell this guy, like what a hero he is. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of dads. And this is what I told him. I said, there's a lot of dads that if, you know, had a kid like that, they would leave or let their wife take care of everything or ignore him or be mad and drunk about it. Or, you know, it was a gift, bro, watching you father this kid today. Like that was like my whole day was because of my having a chance to see you do that. And so like, I, 
I don't know what it meant to that guy, but I, I knew that I needed to recognize it. And I sat back down and my partner, Chris was like, see, that's the thing. I think people like us are attracted to people who are lights, who are beacons, who are, you know, have this thing, you know, and it's hard to express, but like, and so I was like, I think that's absolutely it. And so if I see that in someone, I'm telling someone that I'm telling them, right. Cause I, I need to like, like shovel some coal into the furnace or the burner or the what's it called on a train when you put coal from one thing into the uh, i think the train boy it's not the train anyway i don't know why i'm asking keith for but uh, i feel like there's like a thing there's don't a, work on the railroad well, I, I, have, I have no idea you have kids bro dude they don't work on the railroad either did you never see <laughs> the movie where tom hanks is a dead-eyed character the polar express and there's a thing and then they, they cover the i saw half of it once Oh, that's too bad. It's actually a really good movie. We, me and me and Jenna have tickets. Oh, this, oh yeah. This, for oh, that's fun. Over at the, at the, I'll ask the railroad museum when I'm at the Polar yeah, Express. Ask them what that's called. Yeah, yeah. The anyway. kids are going to be there. It's gonna, I hear it's really good. It's, I'm sure it is. I love that movie. I, I, it's like early on they do this song called Hot Chocolate, and so like they, the hot chocolate comes out of the bus, and they're like all these waiters doing these crazy impossible dance moves, and it's yeah. hot chocolate. I, 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 I didn't, chocolate. I didn't grow up watching well, Disney up. movies, didn't, oh, didn't like. I just. I've been so I've been catching up a little bit now with kids and uh, just sitting there with some frozen fruit just, or frozen cucumbers. Those are delicious. If you can get frozen celery and just sit there and watch an old movie, Polar Express. Anyway, hot chocolate. Here's the last sound by before I just reach across the table and I don't know what. He's never failed me. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. And I think if you look at the annals of your life with honesty, you will realize that there are times you left him, but he has never left you. He has never failed you. And guys, this is a love that may be more necessary now than it's ever been because with all of the uncertainty and unrest that we're under, it's urgent that we recognize and realize we're all different, but we all need each other. If one of us suffers, we all suffer, but if one of us flourishes, we all flourish. And so with all of the disdain, with all of the disagreement that's going on in our culture, what if we just treated each other with love? What if we just treated each other with gratitude, grace, and encouragement? I mean, I feel like that's just what we just got done talking about. Yeah. So this, this idea, I have a, one of our leaders downtown um, is uh, going through a, a, a trouble spot right now where uh, they feel like they're up against it, that no one um, uh, appreciates the effort that they're making and they're in fact repaying their positive efforts with negative energies. They're not using that language. I'm just trying to explain it without getting into details. And as I, I, was, I was trying to encourage her and, and text and text her and text with her, I was telling her like, this is the thing about, this is the thing about a life in faith or a life in Christ and, a, and a, having being surrounded by a family of Christ is that, we can't have strings attached to anyone. Like our strings should be attached to God, right? Because as Sean just said, it, he's never going to let us down. He's never going to, those strings are never going to break loose. Those strings are never going to wear out. Those strings are, but if we try to tie our strings to the people around us, like sometimes, you know, those strings are going to break or those strings are going to like come loose because people are still people. And when people are hurt, they act a different way than what their heart means, right? They're acting out of something else. And so like, if you're like, oh my gosh, this is worthless. What I'm doing is worthless. It doesn't mean anything. I give up. I quit. I, you know, 
And it's easy to want to quit. It's our flesh that makes us want to quit because we've got our strings attached to other people um, unfairly. And so I find like the, the further I get in my walk, the more I realize that while I still have strings attached to people who are super important to me, like most of my strings, I need to wrap up somehow in some, I don't know, cosmic way back to God, right? That, that he's what holds me up. He's what, he's what motivates me and animates me. And like, I need to do that because if I just think that the measure of how good of a Jesus person I'm being is the response that I'm getting from other people. I mean, I, then I'm opening myself up to the chance that I'll, I'll look like a failure. I'll feel like a failure. And so I can't do that. I, I have to, I have to count on the guy that's never let me down before for that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, of that last uh, soundbite, the, the thing that, that hit me in the face and I know this and I think all of us Christ followers know this, but the thing that hit me in the face just a second ago was that you may have left him, but he's never left you. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it, the good, everyone would say, yeah, I mean, I had a rough patch here. I had a rough patch there and, and rightfully so he probably did. Um, but I, I thought about it more in my good patches. Like God's with me when I'm at the grocery store. Like God's with me when, before I send that message, God's with me before I press comment. God is with me with the things I watch and the things I say, uh, things that come out of my mouth. God's with me. And am I really okay with what I'm about to comment, what I'm about to press send on knowing that God's like literally watching right next to me? Yeah. Like are there times maybe in your life where you look over and, and you know, if you looked at it, like literally look to your left and if, if Christ was there, would you still press, press send? You know, would you still press comment? Right. Because I, I just, I have, I don't believe you would. I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe the human race would, you know? And to have that mentality that, yeah, I, he's, he's, not, he's there. He's here with us. Like if I don't treat this person at, 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 at this register with the respect and decency that they deserve, the person right next to me to whom I, I call God, it's going to be really sad about that. Yes. Disappointed. Yep. Like, it, so I, cha- I challenge anyone listening. And if you're listening, you're probably already hooked, right? You're probably already hooked onto the, onto the Christ life. That's right. Right? You're not new to this. Can you be better at it though? Right. Can you be better at it? You know, I, 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 I'm just trying to get small wins every day, right? Be a little bit better today than I was yesterday in all my faults. And I have, I have plenty just get a little bit better. I don't have to be perfect at it. You know, I, I think that it can be, you listen to all those sound bites. Those are incredibly advanced, incredibly advanced ideas and actions. Can I love all the time? Probably not. You know, yeah. I used to swear a lot. Now I swear in my head a lot. Is that better? A little bit. It's still not great. Right. And the one who's never left me definitely knows it's happening. And that's a small little thing that I'm working on, right? Right. I don't want to swear in my head frequently because it's frustration then. Right. Right? Yeah. As long as I'm not showing an outward, it's okay. It's too- no, it's not. Let's get to the root of the problem of why I have the frustration. Let's get to the root of the problem why you why you feel the need and compelled to correct somebody online that you're never going to meet. Right. Why do you feel the need to prove that you're right when you might not even be right? 
right? What, what's the, what's the fuel behind that? That's what I'm worried about. And that's Paul, a couple of soundbites said, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm anxious, not for myself, right? I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not saying this for myself. I'm saying this for you guys. Right. Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm anxious for. And it's kind of the same thing that that last, that last line, you, you may have left him, but he's never left you. So right. how, how should I act? You know? Yeah. Would it be different if I if I saw a physical body next to me as opposed to a Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if you and if you try to uh, simplify it, like like if you didn't want to if you didn't want to frustrate or disappoint your spouse, there's things that you definitely wouldn't do in front of them, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't want her to see me doing that or whatever that is. I don't want to get into that, but like, but that you might do if she weren't looking or she couldn't see. Right. And so like when I think about like what we might do in front of God as a physical being and what we will do with him in front of him spiritually, like it's still it's still betrayal of that relationship. You know what I mean? So like your example of cursing or stealing Kit Kats or, you know, making argumentative posts. You know, those are things that even though God's not sitting right with, it's still a disappointment or a or a betrayal of the relationship. And so I feel like if we can just make small steps, like you were saying, to being more Jesus-like, like what little bit can I get better at today? Can I stop swearing out loud and swear in my head? Can I swear only three times a day in my head? Right. Like, so like, and one of the benefits of that is that it keeps your head in the game. Like your head, your head like the more right. you immerse yourself in those, um, you know, like ideas or those, um, like, like trying to, trying to do that, um, the less that your head's in another game or I love that, you know, I love and that. So, the, it's your head's in the game. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Because when your head's in the game, when you're focused on it, you're going to, you're going to respond. That's you're it. You're going to be exactly what you're looking for. Don't, don't slide backwards. Right. The, the, the devil's prowling, just waiting to pounce. That's right. It. We don't have time to, to, to mess this interaction up. Right. right. I, I, I mean, as this closes, the series becoming Jesus people yes. part six is done. Yep. New one next week. Come on guys as a church. I mean, if you're, if you're 50 minutes into this podcast, you're with us, right? We can be better, right? We got to be better. Yeah. And, and be better. it doesn't, you don't have to be perfect, right? Just start with being better at the next store you go to. Right. I would love it. If this town, if this community, if this listening nation would take just a little bit of fire from that yeah. and just say, Hey, I, I could probably, I could, I could pass out a little bit of love. Maybe not all the time, right. a little bit. I love it. If our church could leave a grocery store and people would say they must go to life church. Yeah. Let's make Wednesday. That's it. Do better day. Wednesday. Tomorrow. <laughs> or, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but Wednesdays from now on are do better day. So it's no longer hump day. It's love day. Anyway. Hey, listen, if you, if you like this podcast, we'd love it if you would share it with other people on social media, if that's your thing. If it's not your thing, then just carry it on a card that says um, <laughs> the whole podcast and just hand it. I don't know. I'm trying to think what Keith would do to tell people about the podcast if he's not on the social media. Anyway, we'd also love it if you would rate or review this on however you listen to our podcast. We'd love it if you rate or review us on that because then actually we uh, show up more in people's searches for ideas about becoming more like Jesus people. So anyway, one way or another, we're thankful that you're part of... Uh, are the um, Chew on That uh, family. We love that you participate all the time. Um, and so please join us for this and all our other podcasts, including uh, the whole podcast, Father Seekers, the Sermon Series. They're all out there. We'd love it if you just 
you know, plugged in and keep your head in the game and be better. Wednesdays are Be Better Day. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next time.